Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about the people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman, and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. I'm Statesman music writer Deborah Sengupta Stith, and in this week's episode, our January Artist of the Month, Harry Edoqua, stopped by to talk about the powerful songs on his debut album, Fire on the Mountain, how his Nigerian heritage influences his sound, and why he doesn't do party rap. What's the difference of where I'm at from where I'm going? Where I'm at from what I'm showing? All this overcoming struggles adding up, up, up. I'm in a definitive moment. My doubts been trying to hold me to one of my old me's. I'm fighting still. If I was to be still, I would have been a stillborn. But I'm the one who made it out. They prayed about to this day. Saying crowds when I'm out here, how I'm supposed to be. Head high, most high, must be driving me. So, Harry, you have a new album, Fire on the Mountain, that just came out. Tell me a little bit about it. Um, Fire on the Mountain is about my my mess ups um, and just trying to find a way to realign and refine myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of um, the really powerful lines that you say on that album, you say, uh, did I do something wrong? Did I pray? Is that what or did I not pray? Is yeah. that what's going on? Yeah. Uh, tell me tell me a little bit about that. Um, so that came when I, for, I was just feeling not good. Not you know what I mean? Like. Like it was like maybe the day before or a couple hours before I was feeling amazing. And then out of nowhere, I just felt like I don't even know how to explain it. You know, that feeling where you're just not it's not it's not it. You know, right. nothing is it, you know, not, right. not family, not music, not food. You know, nothing is it. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like I've stayed away from certain things. I've kept away from certain people. I'm doing the right thing. So I should feel good. I was quiet for like 10 to 15 minutes trying to hear your voice I'm tired from last night Trouble in my eyes still The devil in my dad was on hands He's talking about some come dance Nah, y'all got that one, uh That's pretty much what I was asking God and asking myself, like, what am I still doing wrong that's not, like, what am I not seeing, you know, that's right. keeping me from happiness, essentially. So you grew up in a religious household, but yes. I know you pulled away a little bit from that, <laughs> rebelled against that, yeah. as a lot of people do. Talk, yeah. talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, well, my mom and my dad were uh, deacon and deaconesses in the church. And, and, they and they're Nigerian. And they're Nigerian, and they were in the choir, and my dad's brother is the choir master. And it's like, you know, so we're very... So church is a family affair. It's a family affair, you know, and church is non-negotiable. And so, I don't know, just as a kid, I didn't... I always believed 
And I know I always felt in my spirit that he's real, but I was just like 40. I told my, I literally told myself at 40 years old, I'll come back to you. We'll discuss everything I did wrong and then we'll get back on track, you know? <laughs> and then, say if you hear Hail Mary. Yeah, exactly. You know? you know, I'll say, I'm sorry. You can love me again. I'll start loving you. But then, um, I don't know, just life, life happened and caused me to not only try to find him, but find who I really am. You know, I'm hanging with the wrong crowd. I am doing things that are th- I think are cool. But when I go back and I'm by myself, like, it's not a good time, you know? And mm-hmm. so I just wanted to be able to be by myself and enjoy it. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little. Harry, by the way, just came in and did a really incredible performance so uh, in our studio that you can find on our website if you go to austin360.com slash music. Uh, but um, one of the songs that you didn't play was the one about crying. There's, ah. a, there's a lot of vulnerability in your music, which is one of the things that I like the most about it. Mm-hmm. And, and there's one song that's very much that you created it just as a place to be emotional and, mm-hmm. and to cry. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that song is that's one of my favorite songs it's called Black Sunday. Um, and the way that song happened was just exact like the chorus is I came in here to cry, hold my head and cry, expand my chest and cry, you know, and that's exactly what happened. I woke up from a nap and uh, my producer, Emo, uh, who's also your cousin was also my cousin it's a family affair family affair <laughs> yeah um so i went to sleep to him starting it right mm-hmm. but it was just it was just the beginnings didn't mean anything to me yet and then i woke up to it and i literally started shedding tears and we just had a lot going on in the family at that time um and in, in my life and just you know what i'm trying to do with my life and i was contemplating quitting my job which was a good job which like le- had me a comfy life here in Austin, you know, uh, and because it just didn't feel right. And so I was just very overwhelmed, but I also felt strong, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's, I walked in and that was the first things I said. And I just ran with it. I came in here to cry. Hold my head and cry. Expand my chest and cry. crying with strength yeah and not weakness yeah and i feel like that's such an important message to give out to other young men Mm -hmm. especially i mean do you feel like that no 100 percent um i definitely grew up in the uh just with my older cousins just stop crying you know always stop crying um and then i don't really know when it changed for me but there was a certain point i was just like no like i need to get this out you know like it doesn't make me weak and i'll still beat you up you know (laughs) (laughs) we'll still fight and i'll still cry whatever you know right right yeah i love that i love that that message is in there i love that there's um i love that there's so much emotion Mm -hmm. in your music uh has that always been a thing with you no it hasn't i used to i used to make songs about cars i don't have and jewelry that i'm not wearing um (laughs) But it just never, not only did it not feel good, it didn't sound good sonically, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they were good raps. Like, I've always been good at rapping. Um, 
but there was no like when I'm performing it, I'd, I'd feel like a fraud. And so that'd come off, you know? Right. And so I just didn't want that anymore. I wanted to be able to to be free when I'm that's what I'm doing it for, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> to be free. So why am I constricting myself with these lies? Yeah. 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 So um, talk to me about your road to Austin, because you are from the Dallas area originally, yes, right? Yes. Yep. So how did you end up here? Um, how did I end up here? From Dallas. I went to school at Texas A&M Commerce for a year on a track scholarship. And I was going to do pre-law for my mom. Yeah, for your mom. Yeah. Because really, you're Nigerian. Yeah, and yeah. Therefore. You know? <laughs> and you make moms happy. Yes. Know? And I was actually happy to try and make her happy until like the first couple weeks of class. And like the first <laughs> week of practice. And I was like, you know what? This is actually not going to be my life. So I quit um, both. And I called her and I was like, hey, I'm not doing track anymore. I'm actually going to take piano lessons. And she was, she was like, okay, but that's your scholarship. And I was like, yeah. And I'm also going to leave A&M Commerce at the end of the year and go to Austin and like do music full time. Because they've been knowing I do music, but it's like a hobby. You know? Right. Um, was so, there yelling? Was there, I mean, how did this conversation go? No, there was actually never yelling except for when I told them I was going to quit school. They were right. like, so long as you're staying in school, whatever. Yeah. I came out to Austin for a year and then I was like I'm actually going to quit school completely and I'm going to go to media tech and just learn how to engineer and I'll just engineer myself and then my dad was like that's not happening <laughs> you know he was like look you can do this music if you want but you're going to school you're going to finish school and so I was like all right I'll go to Texas State and they were just like whatever you want to do you know don't think about us like and he was like you can even do like something for your music and that was like the magic word to me you know so I started looking through it's like, okay, what can I use for my music? And I was like, all right, an advertising degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I finished. Um, I got a job at South by Southwest. So that's what brought me to Austin right. from San Marcos. Um, Which for a musician, that's a great yeah. first job out of college. Yeah, no, amazing. Yeah. For, for anyone. That's yeah, a, yeah. That's a, that's a great first job out of college. Um, so yeah, moved out here um, for about five years. I was with them. Yeah. And then I just felt in my spirit that like, okay, there's no more of like, because I felt like the whole time in school and, and all these things, it's like every th- music was always on the side. And so uh, around April of last year, that's when I was like, okay, no longer can music be on the side. Like it has to be, if I'm going to do this, you know, I'm 26, no kids, no wife. It needs to be now, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when you moved to Austin, how did you begin to integrate with the local hip hop scene here? Um, it wasn't hard. It was very welcoming. You know, I went to Scratch House the first time because I was like, where are the open mics, you know, that hip hop music is played? Now, that was a little difficult. There's only one place. Yeah. Scratch House. Yeah. And so I went and everyone's, you know, doing their thing. And it's my turn to go up. I did a song called Ric Flair. That's no rapping at all. But it was very well received. And people were like, yo, that's new. That's different. I haven't heard that. And like you owned that, you know, I was like, dang, that made me feel really good. And so I had been throwing uh, shows in college like back home in Dallas and McKinney and stuff so I was like alright let's do that out here so we did a couple of them they went really well um, started getting some notoriety um, and then I don't know I feel like it was very open arms for me yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, which is great because I feel like there's a generation of young rappers that are all kind of coming up together mm-hmm. it's, it's 
all boats rise together kind of a thing, exactly. which I feel like was not always the vibe in the Austin hip hop scene. Yeah, no. <laughs> at all for many years. I wouldn't know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but uh, it's it, it, but as somebody who's been watching the scene, it's very exciting to see that there's. I feel like there's a group of you guys who are kind of coming up together, and mm-hmm. you're all friends, right? Yeah, yeah, we're all friends. Um, and the thing I like about it is everyone's so di- different from each other. Right. Like no one sounds like me. No, no one sounds like. Tita, no one sounds like Sam Houston, no one sounds like Gigi. Right, know? yeah. Uh, and that's what, that's why I think music should go back to. in Austin do you think that that has any influence because I feel I see you use like a full band which mm-hmm. is a very Austin thing to do yeah. in your music do you feel like that's somewhat influenced um not the full band but Austin has definitely given me the space to um I hate saying it because it's the slogan but seriously to be weird you know right. to to and like people will like it or they're not like it but no one's like oh you're weird which like back home some people are like that you know in the right. suburbs like it, I don't have that freedom to be weird, right? You know, right. So when you're not working on music in Austin, what are you? What are you doing with your time? What do you love? This podcast is called "I Love You So Much," mm-hmm. the Austin 360 podcast, and it's about what we love about Austin. So tell me a little bit about well, what do you do? What's a good day for Harry? In I'm drinking Austin? all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny because people come to Austin and spend some time here and are like, "Wow, if I was here all the time, I would be an alcoholic." <laughs> yeah. That's, that's. Um, no but I'm catching good music all the time yeah I'm catching good music Um, I love like what's going on over on the east side Mm -hmm. like I mean I have no idea like what was happening um, in New York when like Basquiat and them were doing their thing and was it called like Greenwich Village or Greenwich Mm -hmm. something like that but from what I've seen in documentaries it looks like that's what's happening Mm -hmm. you know that that underground where the DJs aren't playing um, like the top 40s, you know, they're right. playing whatever they want to play. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm usually over on the east side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you like to eat here over there on the east side? Okay. So there is a, I don't know the name of the food truck. Okay. But, but it's right across the street from Hotel Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the like the shawarmas and then to the left of them and they have this mac and cheese fire. Yeah. It's so good. So that's on East 6th Street. Yeah. East 6th Street. Yes. I think it's red. Yes, yeah, de- uh, yes, yeah, definitely red. Yeah, it's like a barbecue mac mac and cheese out of this world. Good to know. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. So you're hitting the road. That's your big plan for uh, this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, where where are you trying to head to? We're trying to go all over. Yeah, um, yeah. Any anywhere that'll have us, we want to play. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Well, so by the next time you stop by and hang out with us, hopefully you'll be a national artist. For sure. That's very adokwa. We will be. Yes. For sure. Yes. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. That's our show. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, Copenhagen Furniture. Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook for more about life in Austin. And talk to us on Twitter at LoveAustin360. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast.
I Love You So Much, the Austin 360 podcast is a production of the feature staff of the Austin American Statesman. This episode was produced by Alyssa Vidalis and Jane Alexander. Our theme music is from local band Hardproof, which you should definitely check out at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you'd ever want to know about this show and its contributors at austin360.com slash loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch an idea for the show or give us feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do this show without you, dear listeners, and we can't thank you enough for lending us your ears, your comments, and your cathartic tears. Until next week, we'll see you crying it out and keeping it weird in the clubs. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.